This is Hunt, Kill, Eat, a podcast dedicated to talking about traditional archery, hunting, and a variety of related topics. Hi, everybody. This is Tom Aaron. Welcome to Hunt, Kill, Eat. In this episode, the topic is picking the right draw weight. You're going to end up doing it like this anyway. Guys, I am a member of a lot of online archery groups, particularly traditional archery groups, um, mostly on Facebook. And in those groups, I see a lot of newcomers ask, sometimes multiple newcomers will ask this question daily, right? What draw weight bow should I pick? And sometimes these newcomers have never shot a bow at all. And other times, these newcomers are people who are actually quite accomplished with a compound bow. They just want to switch over to a traditional bow, and they're trying to figure out, you know, where do I start? And whenever they ask these questions, there are some answers that are pretty common. And I want to hit four of those answers real quick. Um, Number one, people will say, uh, choose the heaviest draw weight that you can comfortably handle. That answer is typically given by people who are proponents of heavier draw weights. That said, if the heaviest draw weight you can comfortably handle isn't what you actually want, what you're going to enjoy shooting, what matches your goals for your archery, then that advice sort of breaks down. The next answer that I see a lot comes from people that I like to call minimalists. And they'll say something like, well, all you need is a 35 or 40 pound bow. Now you might be surprised at what you can do with a 35 or 40 pound bow, but for them to tell you that that's all you need, that is a a big assumption. Another answer that I see a lot is you know, choose whatever the legal hunting weight for your state is. So for example, the legal weight for Colorado, I think is 35 pounds. And I'd like to just blow that one out of the water. Um, Don't trust a state recommendation or a state minimal um, requirement as being what you need, right? What you need may be a bit heavier than that. So, you know, it's a, it's, that's meant to be a guideline, not gospel. Another one that's given is all that matters is shot play, placement. doesn't matter what weight bow you get. The only thing that matters is shot placement. And frankly, that is malarkey. I am not sure how people can say that because shot placement is one of many factors that go into effective archery. If you're, if you're hunting, especially, uh, you know what shot placement might be all that matters. If you're shooting at a paper target, shot placement is not all that matters. If you're shooting, um, a live animal, there's other things that come into play, right? Like the power of the bow, the speed of the arrow, the weight of the arrow, the construction of the arrow, uh, the kind of broadhead you're using, how sharp it is. Shot placement is important, but it's certainly not all that matters. Now, my goal is to help you 
figure out what draw weight to get, whether you are new traditional to traditional archery or switching over from, uh, from the compound world. I want to give you sort of some guidelines uh, that will help you do that. So first, I want to talk about some general principles. Real quick, before we move on, I would like to ask a quick favor of you. If you are enjoying this podcast, could you please click the subscribe button and leave me a review on your favorite listening platform? This helps me to attract new listeners, and it also lets me know that I am providing content that is enjoyable and helpful. Thank you very much. There are four principles that I think are important to understand when trying to get your mind around draw weight as it pertains to traditional archery. The first principle is this. Draw weight is a much debated and highly personal choice. You cannot necessarily go by what someone online tells you you need. They might be correct, but they might not. If someone says, well, you need a 45-pound bow for that, well, which 45-pound bow do you need? Is a is a 45-pound self-bow made, made out of a single piece of wood? Is that enough? Or is a are, are they talking about a 45-pound bow that's made of modern materials, it's a recurve, and it's much faster than what a self-bow might be. So the draw weight is just a measure of how hard it is to pull back that bow and hold it there for a little while. It is not a measure of how fast that arrow is going to be or how heavy an arrow that bow can sling at a reasonable speed. Now, it's a general indicator of those things, but with draw weight, nothing is actually written in stone. The second principle sort of follows that. Things have changed a lot in the last 50 years. The materials that bows are made of uh, nowadays, a lot of times, is vastly different. And the materials are more efficient, they're stronger, they're faster. So, you know, I I hear people say a lot, and I think this is true, that, you know, a 45-pound bow today, it might be more powerful than, you know, a 50, 55-pound bow 50 years ago. So just realize things have not changed and draw weight. It's just a number of how hard it is to hold the bow back. The bow that you end up choosing is going to depend a lot on what you want to do and how you want to do it. Are you going to hunt small game? where, you know, a light arrow that's quick is is better or medium game where you need a heavier arrow, uh, big game where you need, you know, the ability to bust through bone. What are you going to do with it? Are you going to hunt quick game or slow game, right? Are you going to hunt a whitetail deer, which is renowned for doing what we call jumping the string? In other words, it hears the string and takes off and, you know, the arrow completely misses it or you you hit it in the wrong place because the animal jumps, uh, or are you going to hunt uh, something really slow, maybe like an elk or a mule deer? Are you going to shoot in 3D tournaments? And if you are, I mean, I don't know a lot about 3 3D tournaments, but uh, when you get to do when you start doing that kind of thing on a competitive level, you know, you might want a bow that shoots a flatter trajectory. So you might need a faster bow, or you might want to shoot with an arrow that's heavier that has, you know, better stability as it flies to the target uh, to increase your accuracy. So 
are you just going to be plinking in your backyard with your kids? If so, then it really doesn't matter what you get as long as it it's not a pain in the butt and you can pull it back and shoot it and have fun with it. So as you move through your archery career, um, your sense of what you need to do a particular job is going to get better and better. You're going to learn more about it and draw weight may come into play, but remember, it's not the draw weight that's important. It's how that bow shoots an arrow of, of a particular size, a particular weight. Um, a fourth principle that I think is important is this. You can probably kill most common game animals with 35 or 40 pound bow under certain conditions. And by certain conditions, I mean, you know, the distance is appropriate. The arrow setup is correct. You're shooting an arrow that is appropriate for that game animal, uh, the correct weight, the correct broadhead, that sort of thing. And your shot placement is correct. So I watched a video on YouTube not too long ago about a guy uh, doing a penetration demonstration with a 40 pound longbow. He was just shooting it, shooting a, a broadhead from this 40 pound longbow into ballistics gel. And he shot after it took him a few shots to home in on it, but he eventually was able to shoot that ballistics gel from a hundred yards with this heavy arrow and a broadhead. And frankly, it penetrated enough to indicate that, you know, that probably would have been a lethal shot. That's out of a 40 pound bow. So in the right situations, the right setup, all that, a 35, 40 pound bow is nothing to be laughed at. That said, in general, again, in general, realizing that draw weight is not everything, um, but it does have implications. In general, a heavier bow will decrease some of the limitations a lighter bow may have. So with a heavier bow, you can kill all the same animals with heavier bow as you can with a lighter bow, but the heavier bow might be a little more forgiving if you T-bone a rib or hit a shoulder, something like that. A heavier bow may increase your range a little bit, providing that heavier bow is actually providing more arrow speed. Um, the heavier bow may allow you to sling a heavier arrow more quickly than a lighter bow. So heavier bows have benefits. Are those benefits necessary? I don't know. You'll have to decide. Some people say they're not. Some people say they are. Some people don't like to walk the the line of, you know, bare minimalism. Some people like to, you know, have a little more punch for their dollar. And so these are things that you have to consider. So all of these principles are a lot to digest and convert to an action plan. And you're probably still asking, okay, Tom, well, I hear all that, but I still don't know what uh, draw weight to get. So here's what I suggest we do. Let's avoid endless debates about what various bows and arrow setups can do. There's no end to that sort of thing. So here is my suggested method of determining what you want. Here is the thing about the plan that I'm going to present you with. If you stick with archery, you're going to end up doing some form of this plan anyway. The difference is, is you're going to end up doing it in a haphazard way. I'm going to lay it out for you here in four easy steps. 
And if you do it this way, I think it's going to increase the likelihood that you will stick with archery and enjoy archery because you're going to have a plan. You're going to start at the right place. You're going to finish at the right place and you're going to have goals and you're going to get to see yourself reach those goals. I I think it's going to be a better approach. So here is my plan. Step number one, you need to understand that if you choose too heavy a bow, you're not going to enjoy it. You're going to find it difficult to develop good form, to develop uh, consistent accuracy, and you're going to risk hurting yourself. But the, there's a flip side to that coin. You're also not going to enjoy shooting a bow that is too weak for your liking. And this, in the end, is a personal choice. I want to tell you a couple of real quick stories to illustrate the point. Um, my son has a takedown recurve bow. I believe it's something like 55 pounds and he can shoot it just fine, but he likes to take those 55 pound limbs off and put 35 pound limbs on to practice with, which is fine. Uh, He uses that to work on his form and and that sort of thing. I, I don't object to that. But when I saw the performance of those 35 pound limbs, I told him, you have got to put your 55 pound limbs back on. Those things have a terrible trajectory. They are weak. And I just, man, I just don't like it. I think you should practice with something closer to what you're going to hunt with. And that's just my opinion. And I don't care that he practices with 35 limbs, but here's the point I want you to get out of it. When I saw the the performance of those 35 pound limbs, I didn't want anything to do with it. That's my perspective and my uh, preference, if you will. Another 35 pound bow story. I was at the archery range uh, shooting and there was a guy that I met there and he was, he was asking me about my bow and I told him what it was. And he goes, Oh, I'm shooting a 35 pound longbow," he says. And so we're shooting at targets. Um, he goes to the 30 yard target to shoot. And I was kind of watching him out of the corner of my eye and their trajectory and power of that 35 pound bow was so minimal to me that again, it's not for me. It is not for me. It might be for you, but it is not for me. But let's even talk about a heavier poundage bow than, um, a 35 pound bow. So this past September, I got my elk with a 50 pound longbow and I killed it. I killed that elk. I shot it. The, I was using a moderately heavy arrow. I think it was about a 600 grain arrow, which I now think is too light. I don't like shooting arrows that light. Um, but I shot the, the elk with it. The arrow busted through the ribs on one side uh, and stopped on the ribs on the far side. Didn't, didn't penetrate. And I got my elk, but I vowed right then and there that that just did not feel authoritative enough for me. So I've moved up to a 62 pound bow and a 640 grain arrow. And we'll see what that does this year. I can tell you that just from shooting it out at the targets in the backyard, the 62 pound 
bow seems like a massive improvement to me. Again, do I need a 62 pound uh, bow to kill an elk? Obviously not, right? Obviously I can do it with a lighter bow and a lighter arrow. I get that. But I am not a minimalist myself. You might be, and that's fine. So I'm not judging here, but I'm not a minimalist. I want a little bit more than what is necessary. Uh, In my case, I want quite a bit more than what's necessary. So that's just me and my preference. And so this is why I say that you're not going to enjoy shooting a bow that's too weak for your liking. So in order to find a bow that you're going to like, we go to step two of my plan. I highly suggest that you find yourself an archery range or an archery shop with an indoor range where you can go and watch people shoot various bows of various weights and various speeds. Um, you may live a long way from something like that. Well, plan a road trip, make it happen, do what you got to do where there's a will, there is a way. Um, but go watch a ver- people shoot a variety of different bows now, when you do that, the question for that I have for you is this, which one looks like a hoot to you? Which one are you just going to love? Chances are you'll see one and you'll be like, holy smokes, that is sweet. I've got to have that. I've got to have that kind of performance. Well, that's what you need because that's what you're going to enjoy shooting. When you see it and you like it, it you know, it, this isn't purely subjective, right? It, Again, like some people are minimalist in their personality and, you know, the bare minimum is fine with them and other people, they want some knockdown power and that's what they like. So go watch some people shoot some bows and see what you like. And when you see one and you're like, heck yeah, that's what I want. There you go. So now what you need to do is you need to start either plan on getting that bow eventually, not yet, but eventually or one that has similar dynamics in a good archery shop and even online forums uh, can be a great help to help you figure out a bow that has similar performance. So now you've got an idea around what kind of performance you want from a bow. You can take note of what draw weight they're using, um, that kind of thing. And now you've got a general picture of your goal. But here's the thing. Just because you like that does not mean that you can pull it back and shoot it. If you can, you know, try it out. If if you can pull that back and hold it for a couple seconds and you're only just a little bit shaky, go for it, right? You'll build up to it. But if you pull it back and you're about to hurt yourself, you don't want to start there, okay? So what you want to do, I'm, I'm going on the assumption here that most, that, that there's a good chance that you will not be able to pull back and hold the bow that you like. Remember, if you if you can, great, get it. But if you can't, let's move on to step three. So what step three is, is now you need to pull some bows and see what you can actually draw and hold for a few seconds without, you know, overly uh, undue stress. You're likely to find that it is much lighter than the bow that you love in the above step, but that's okay. Now you know. Now you know where you're at. A note to compound users here. Um, compound users, 
usually get a hard time on traditional forums. And honestly, guys, I mean, some of us traditional archers, we might get a little arrogant from from time to time because, you know, we like what we like and et cetera, et cetera. But look, you're archers and you're used to shooting compound bows. And usually those compound bows have a heavy initial draw weight and then they break off 70, 80%. So if you're, I, I, I can't do the math in my head very well, but what, if you're drawing a 65 pound bow, what are you actually holding back? Uh, once it's drawn like 20 pounds, maybe something like that. So, you know, if it, it may be necessary for you to drop way down in bow weight, uh, in order to really get the hang of this and start building your body up to it because it takes a lot of back, uh, strength in your back and shoulders and whatnot. And it, it takes a certain kind of form to work with, uh, a traditional bow. So don't let that discourage you, but you may have to work up to the draw weight that you decided in the previous step that you like, or the bow dynamic that you liked in that previous step. So, you, you figure out what you can actually pull and you can actually hold. Now for step four, as you start your journey, you had to start somewhere. You have to begin your bow journey and you have a couple of options of how you do it. The first option is this. You need to, you can go ahead and settle your mind on the fact that you're going to have to start low and work your way up to what you actually want. And you may need to purchase some inexpensive bows, you know, inexpensive 35 pound. And then you may need to up it to a, you know, after a while up to an inexpensive 45 pound, um, then an inexpensive 55 pound or whatever. And you might even save yourself some money by going to the gym and doing some exercises specific to building up your back and shoulders, um, to, to hold a, a stronger draw weight so that you don't have to go through so many iterations of bows or, you know, in other words, supplement, supplement the workout that you get from, from shooting that bow with some gym activity. Anyway, uh, you can do that until you get up to the draw weight, uh, of the bow that you liked in step number two above. And then, you know, you can keep those bows or you can sell them and then go buy the bow that you really want. So that's one way you can do it. There's a similar way, and that's to purchase a takedown bow. Uh, you know, so on a takedown bow, there's a couple of limb bolts that hold the, the limbs on, and you can take those off, and you can exchange the limbs. So buy yourself a takedown bow that allows you to change the limbs. Um, many takedown d- bows today are made by ILF standards. That means international limb fitting standards. So you can purchase a bow, and then you can buy third-party uh, limbs that'll fit right on it. So you can uh, buy yourself a, an ILF bow or an ILF riser, and then start purchasing, purchase, uh, me, purchasing cheap limbs that match your current abilities. And as your abilities grow, buy more cheaper limbs as you gradually increase your draw weight until you're ready for your dream bow. Then go get it. This is the journey. You're going to end up doing it. You're going to, your, your strength, your, your preferences, all of that kind of stuff is going to change during the course of your archery journey. 
and so you're going to end up doing this kind of thing in one form or another anyway. So you might as well plan on it and do it right the first time. Now, I want to just make this note. If what you can do does not match what you want to do, then get to work and achieve your goals. Archery is not an event. It is a journey, especially traditional archery is a journey. Um, And you need to see it that way because seeing it that way takes a lot of the frustration out of it. It's not as much of an instant gratification art as, say, shooting a compound bow. With a compound bow, you can get proficient fairly quickly. With a recurve or a longbow, you typically don't, right? It takes time to get there, and it, it takes a little bit more physical development to get there. So um, get out there and make it happen, guys. Best of luck to you, and happy shooting. Thank you for listening to the Hunt, Kill, Eat podcast. Please be sure to subscribe to us and leave us a review on your favorite listening platform. Thank you.